Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. This issue is Legacies, issue 10, Sandstorm. This cover is a repeat of the previous cover. There is still a stage set up on a beach, viewed from the same angle. However, people are no longer enjoying themselves, but instead running away from the stage. Huge chunks of it are falling, and there is thick black smoke billowing towards the sky. We turn the page and our story begins. This issue opens on a overhead shot-ish. It's like from an angle. And we see this really large crowd, mostly of teenagers, but there are some like adults there and some like little kids there. Just a crowd at a concert. Very excited. The show is about to begin. It's one of those where the show is probably supposed to start at like 8.30 and it's probably like 9.05 because bands never go on on time. We all know that to be the case. There wasn't like an opener, but there is a host just like on stage vamping and killing some time. They look so uncomfortable because uh, they were intending to vamp for like 10 minutes and it's been like 35. And we're going to start by cutting into the dressing room. And we see Iris. Again, for anyone who does not remember, Iris is Tiffany's ex, uh, uses Faye Fair pronouns. And Faye is in the middle of putting finishing touches on Fair, like makeup and jewelry and costume. And by Faye is doing it, I mean the wardrobe crew is doing it. Faye is basically just standing there talking. Tiffany, are you in the dressing room or are you outside of it? Is the door open? How active are you in this moment? Definitely outside of it. I feel like the door is open, though, since it's just like makeup happening now versus clothing. Iris is talking to Magenta, who is fair partner. Uh, Magenta uses they them pronouns and not being subtle. Because, you know, things are tense. And Faye is like, okay, so emergency plan. If something happens, uh, you've got the trap door in the middle of the stage. We can exit through. Uh, that'll take us right back down here. Um, we've also got stage left and stage right. And there's a hidden and and there's a hidden exit out the back. Uh, is that all clear? And Magenta's like, yep, all good. And Iris kind of calls out to you and is like, uh, Lady Rosewing, is there anything we need to do on our side to help you protect us? Um, I guess, do you want to show me where the trap door comes out? Just so I I have that in mind. Otherwise, I mean, we don't really know what the threat is, just that there is one. Yeah, absolutely. And Faye walks over and opens what looks like a utility closet. Uh, and there is a set of stairs coming down. It's kind of like a ship's ladder staircase, so it's pretty narrow and thin, but enough to get down in a hurry if you need to. But it is very much an unmarked door. Like, it is. it looks just like a utility closet. It's very subtle. Nice. That's, that's really well hidden. Iris kind of shrugs and Faye's like, I mean, yeah, uh, we didn't design the stage that like, got popped up here, but it's nice. It's convenient. Did this stage pop up like just for you or has this been here? Like, could people know about the exits? 
I mean, it's temporary structure, but it's been up for a couple like months because I know it's like they're doing like a whole summer concert series thing. So I guess other performers could know about it and anyone else who's like worked on shows, the crew probably knows, maybe producers, maybe stage managers, maybe really diligent fans. Um, once Iris's producers, like, Tiffany's face just, like, frowns. As a GM, I have no idea why you would do that. <laughs> Where are the rest of my teammates? Um, one second, and Tiffany will pull out her phone to, like, text a, like, several question marks. Um, y'all gonna help? Several more question marks. And then she's going to say, you know, I think, I think maybe we should have more people helping, helping with this than just me. <laughs> and Iris is like, well, I mean, I've got my security team and I know your team is in the audience. Do you want to go get them or have someone go get them? Um, I've just texted them. Um, yeah, maybe somebody going to get them. I, you know, that feeling where like, as soon as you walk away, you know, something's going to happen. <laughs> And Faye smiles, like a genuine smile, and is like, you know, I can handle myself. Yeah, I know. I'm just, just, just in case. And Magenta puts their arm around Faye and is like, okay, yeah, if you want to hang out, you're more than welcome to chill with us for a little bit. Rosalie, how you feeling? Really awkward and all over the place. <laughs> and... Iris looks over at that stage manager we met in the other issue, the really exasperated one, uh, who has so many other things to do, and is like, uh, can you go get the rest of Rosewing's team and bring them over? The stage manager has murder in their eyes, but like, bites it back and goes upstairs to go get the crew. And we're going to follow that stage manager to the rest of the group. Now, we know that Emily, who is Tiffany's sister and also potentially the new Tikandra, had, like, made a picnic area and, like, pulled Rin down next to her. And the rest of the team is somewhere else around the crowd. So who is, like, at the picnic area and, like, this blanket with them? Who is elsewhere? Who is standing guard? Uh, let's go ahead and start with who thinks that they are, like, here with Rin and Emily, and Emily's totally not super stoned friends. I think Tiger was trying to run a little interference on the flirting last time, so I think they'd be there. I think I'm still with Tiger. The dream team? Lucy, because Lucy dragged Max away, I imagine they're in the area, but not, like, in the direct vicinity, because they're going to have a chat. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Perfect. And... This stage manager comes up and is to the picnic area and is like, so Rosewing needs you all to come and help guard. Do you want to, you know, come back or something? I don't know if we can go help Lady Rosewing. She's already so mad at me and I don't want her to be more mad at me. But if I don't go, she's going to be more mad at me. But if I go, she's already mad at me and then I'm going to have to feel it. The stage manager puts a hand on your shoulder, looks you in the eyes and goes... Please, for the love of God, shut up. 
(laughs) (laughs) She just looks at Tiger like no idea what to do at this point. Tiger looks pretty dumbstruck too and not quite sure and just looks to Tula and says, perhaps we should go for the lesser of two evils and go to Lady Rosewing's side. This person seems pretty evil to me. No, uh, we should go be a team. That's what we're here to do, right? You're so wise. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> and as the two of you get up, the next panel shows Rin. Rin, are you heading over there as well? Or are you intending to? I am going to try and clear a condition with this right now. So, if I leave, would that be making a sacrifice? Because Nosu told me to stick with them and get them back as soon as possible. Or, if I stay, would that be foolhardy action? Because I should be listening to my team. Honestly, I think no matter where you go is making a sacrifice. Ah, okay. You're kind of in between a rock and a hard place right now. Uh, because you need to protect Emily and, like, get her back to Nosu. And also you need to be with your team. The only way to not have that be a sacrifice would be to bring Emily with you. I think I'm just going to be like, Emily, please give me your number. And she leans in really close and she's like, oh, already asking for my number? Yes, please. Just because I have to contact you after this, there's probably going to be a big fight. Please keep your friends safe as well, too. She puts on her best pout and she's like, you're leaving me? Like, absolutely unfazed. Like, 100% has not discovered girls yet. (laughs) And so, I would say, yes, but I definitely want to meet up with you after this so I can talk about all the Tantra stuff with you. She holds out her hand for your phone. So I hand it over to her. And she puts her number in, and there's just so many emojis. It's like Emily, heart, heart, kissy face, just the worst kind of name in a phone. And she hands it back and she goes, it's a date. So when Rin gets it back, he's like, oh, hey, I think you tried to put in your last name and you accidentally hit the emojis button and then deletes it and puts her last name. (laughs) I hate him so much. (laughs) She opens her mouth to like present a rebuttal and realizes just how clueless you are. And she's like, okay, thanks. I'll see you in a little bit. Uh, when, when I leave, can I jog up to um, to Flyby and Prince Butterfly? So we see Sheva and Tiger heading down towards the dressing rooms. The dream team walking together there. Uh, and we're going to follow Takanja Red over to Flyby and Prince Butterfly. Uh, before we get there, I would love to know what that conversation looks like. So, uh, Lucy, what did you say to Max as you pulled him aside? Well, as part of this is that there is a candle move that I would like to use as a part of this entire conversation. Um, it's called In Their Shoes, and it's, a, it's when you sit down and talk about what really caused an argument with someone, mark a condition, and roll to empathize with them. Sounds good. So what does that look like? I believe when we last left our heroes off, this was her firmly grasping his upper arm and wrenching him away from the conversation to have a to have a hey son we gotta talk about this moment i i don't don't know know if you ever got to this but what is max's reaction to lucy doing that Uh, i think 
it's it's more like what why are you pulling me away i did nothing wrong yeah, and so I think they get a few feet away to the point where this conversation can be mostly private. And she looks, she's like, dude, what, what's going on? Like, that was, I, I understand we're, we're here to do a job and we're going to get our job done. I know you might be frustrated because we're getting sidetracked, but like, what the hell was that? That was out of left field. We're here to protect a concert. And he's flirting. You and I both, you and I both know that Rin does not know what that means. I, I think I have a little more faith in him than that. Max, he, that per, that's a new Tikanjer. That's why he got distracted. And I, I will agree, getting distracted, not the best time, not the plus, best place to do it. Whenever it is the best time or place to do it, whatever. But that was a new Tikanjer. And I know we're here to do a job. We're going to get our job done. We've already done a preliminary scan. Um, if all the things get distracted by, that feels appropriate, especially for Ren. Okay. But if she's a new Tikanjer, she should be helping. We are here to protect people. How would you feel if all of a sudden someone just came up and said, hey, you're a superhero, start working right now. How would you feel? How do you think I've felt all my life? Hey, uh, Prince Butterfly, is that you sharing a vulnerability or weakness? Uh, it sure is. When you share a vulnerability or weakness with someone, ask them if they think you could turn into your future self. If they do, mark potential and GF shift your labels. If they don't, clear condition and they shift your labels. How do you think I've felt all my life? And then I turn into that... No, I have to be a hero, or else I'll be a villain. And you will be. You will be a hero, but the way, like, that's not how you treat your friends. Like, if you, you can and you will be a hero, but we got to learn to work together and understand that people aren't going to be perfect 100% of the time. Distractions are going to happen. Uh, we're going to get distracted by new team members, or something is going to fall from the sky. We all can't be perfect all the time, and we just have to have faith that our friends are doing their best. And this is me, having faith that you're doing your best. We just got to work together a little bit more. Uh, so to start, Prince Butterfly, can you resolve that? Uh, since it sounds like Lucy doesn't think you're going to become a villain, thinks you are a hero. All right. Uh, I will go ahead and clear insecure. And you get to shift my labels. Danger down, savior up. Well, that's a condition. <laughs> oh, Sorry. <laughs> going to mark guilty. <laughs> uh, Lucy, you just triggered your... In their shoes move, right? I sure did. Can you go ahead and read that move for us? Yes, it says, when you sit down and talk about what really caused an argument with someone, mark a condition and roll to empathize with them. That's still a seven. Uh, so on a hit, they must reveal a vulnerability or a mark a condition. I feel like we just did that. <laughs> yeah, I think we just yeah. definitely revealed a vulnerability there. Takanja Red comes jogging up to you. Before he speaks, Prince Butterfly, what is your face as he reaches you all? You know how a dog looks, right? Yes. Explain. Okay. So so you know how a dog looks when it's done something it knows is bad, but is hoping you won't find out about it? Very much know that look, yes. Yeah, that. And because of that look, I'm going to mark guilty. And Takanja Red, what do you say as you come up? Hey, y'all, we're on the move. Uh, we got to get to the stage right now. Uh, Tiger and Sheva are right in front of us. All right, let's go. Okay. Can I take Prince Butterfly by the shoulders and hug him? Yeah. Go ahead and roll a comfort and support for me. Yeah! If I got a zero, does something bad happen? Of course not. Nothing bad would ever happen. Because it was supposed to just be like a, like, hey dude, I definitely understand why you said that to me. Um, I'm not mad and I hope you're not mad. 
Prince Butterfly, you can still be comforted by this. It's just not going to have any mechanical benefits. I think also before we go over, Lucy probably just going to like nudge him a little and just give him like a little smile. Like, see, I told you so. And Max, while all that's happening, what is your reaction here? Uh, I think externally it's like the, the, the stunned hug back. Astute readers will very much be able to tell that Max is from an era where men didn't show affection, so he doesn't know how to respond to this. Uh, Flyby and Prince Butterfly, are you all going to hang out in the crowd and keep cover from there, or are you going to go back to the uh, dressing room as well? I think I'm probably best backstage. My inclination is to also go backstage, but I also feels like feel like we also should not all be backstage. Uh, I went backstage with y'all and I transformed, and then from there, then I went front stage. Like that, I went like in the crowd so I could be like patrolling. Yeah, I was thinking that Lucy or Flyby might just kind of fly up and hover in the back just to keep an eye, like be an eye in the sky kind of deal. And I think I Lucy will probably I, was did, was that text that Tiffany sent was that to our group chat? I'm assuming. Yes, that all comes through. Cool. Yeah. So then she's gonna go put back in the group chat. Um, I'm on, like on it. Other folks are heading to you. I'm gonna be an eye in the sky above the crowd. And with that, we're gonna turn the page and show the group that is going backstage arriving to Tiffany's side. Hey. Uh. Good to see you all again. Thanks for leaving me alone like that. Um, so uh, there's a bunch of different exits, which is great. Glad that Iris and the rest of Spectrum have ways of getting out if need be. But um, this stage has been used by a bunch of other groups in the past. And I think there is a chance that maybe, uh, like, whoever is threatening might know about them. I, uh, she looks over kind of at the stage manager and then slowly crinkles up and, like, just shuts her mouth and looks at the ground. (laughs) Do you want us to guard these exits, or what are we doing with them? I don't know, like, like, I guess, like, like, patrolling like walking around like i don't know i just i I think we can't all just like hang out front like i think we need some backstage attention yeah you did a good job getting getting the uh information on the entrances and exits Tiger and tula can cover uh, uh stage right you and i can cover stage left um yeah there's also um and she gestures towards like the utility closet there's also an exit there Maybe you should stay down here because you'll be the fastest to get around if anything happens uh, on stage. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, I shouldn't be, you know, alone back here when there's so many exits. I know yeah. I'm supposed to stay quiet, but why do you sound so uncomfortable? Just staring daggers. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe it's because, and, uh, Correct me if the gossip magazines are wrong, but I've been left alone with my ex, uh, who is uh, seeing somebody else now, and it's a really awkward situation. <laughs> I know, and I read those, and I'm really sorry. I, I didn't mean to get so invested in things like that. You're, you're a real person, and, and I stopped seeing you as one for a little bit, and I'm really sorry, and. I know I talk too much, but I'll do whatever it takes to make this easier, okay? 
Also, we were trying to stop your sister from flirting with Rin. Um, I'm giving Sheva influence over me. You said I'm a real person. <laughs> Tiffany, do you have any reaction to Tiger saying that, you know, they were trying to stop your sister from flirting with Rin? Yeah, I don't have time to unpack that right now. It seemed important at the time. <laughs> no, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I hate that. Um, I'm just gonna like suppress that emotion for right now, and maybe come back and deal with it later. <laughs> and as you say that, the stage manager looks at Spectrum and is like, "If you all don't go on now." I'm going to go over my union required time limit, and then you all have to pay me time and a half. And while I would like that, my wife is back home, and I think that she would kill me. So could you start, please? And Iris and Magenta uh, come up, as well as a couple of the other members of their band. Plum, who's their theremin player. Of course they have a theremin player. <laughs> yeah, of course they do. <laughs> Plum comes up and like puts her hand on your shoulder, Tiffany, and is like, Hey, um, I know things are weird, but it's really good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. How have you been? Actually, you probably shouldn't answer because I think you guys are like super late. She like opens her mouth to answer and then glances over and sees that like Magenta and Iris are right there. And then she like closes her mouth and kind of nods and is like, yeah, we're going to be late. Yeah, we'll catch up later. Perfect. And then she heads for the entrance to the show. The lights go down, you all are in place, and the concert starts. And the first number is great. It's actually like a really good performance, and nothing happens. It's really quiet and really chill. And like, while it's like a like synthesized, weird pop band with a uh, theremin player and so many weird vocalists the crowd's really into it and as the second song is starting flyby you notice that like the crowd seems to be getting more crowded there are more and more people you know in the crowd than there were at the beginning where exactly is is it just like general more crowding everywhere or in one specific spot? It looks like it was starting at the back of the audience and now moving forward. Like people are pushing their way through the crowd to get to the front of the, like to get as close to the stage as possible. All right. Over radio. Takandra Red, you there? Yep, I'm here. What's up, boss? You got eyes on the back of the crowd. Looks like there's a large slum of people that is trying to make their way to the stage. And I don't like the looks of it. I'm on it. And so I think you have this, uh, uh, you have this, this parting of the crowd as I'm walking through it. And I put my hands up and I'm like, hello, citizens. How can I help? And then that's where it stops. <laughs> Just because that was a lot more people than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, there's like 40 or 50 adults moving through the crowd forward. And they're all in like far more clothing than you should be wearing on a summer night. Like, what type of clothing, Tess? Like, hoodies and, like, jeans. Because uh, they are, you know, covering up something underneath. Like, hoodies zipped all the way up. And uh, jeans that, like, go all the way to the ground. 
and like hoodies pulled up like over their faces. Oh, well, uh, hello, new concert goers. Uh, have you been through the, uh, through the proper checkpoints in order to uh, attend this concert? And one of them looks up and you can like just see their eyes and it goes, yeah, but you know, somehow they missed this and then rips off the hoodie, like tear away clothing, basically. Ooh. And uh, you see someone in all black armor with like a white lapel area and like a little like black, um, it's not a bow tie actually, but it's like imprinted on the armor and it's a member of the Tuxedo Commandos. Are you saying that the Tuxedo Commandos have the armor equivalent of Tuxedo t-shirts? 100%, yes. Yikes, all right, (laughs) continue. (laughs) That's exactly what it is, yeah. Um, and as soon as that member, like, reveals themselves, the rest of them just decloak and are just in their armor. And their armor does include, like, a faceplate, so, like, you can't see their identities. And they start rushing through the crowd, and people are screaming, and it's just chaos. I'm immediately radioing to the folks backstage, hey, uh, Tuxedo Commando sighting in the crowd, they're rushing the stage, FYI. (laughs) I call the Taka cycle, but I feel like that person just nails me. Rin, this Tuxedo Commando is swinging their fist right for your face. I don't know that it's enough to give you a powerful blow, but I do think it, like, sends you backwards. And, like, there are not chairs in this area because it is, like, a beachside arena. Mm -hmm. But there are, like folding chairs that like pop up and i think you just like trip over one and get tangled in it okay you all backstage hear that announcement from lucy what do you do how close to the stage is uh sheva you were like right in the wings because you were like protecting an exit so you're right there so i would like to try to make a light shield using the lights that are they already have like the flashy performance lights, I want to bring those down and create a shield with them. That's rad as fuck. Go ahead and roll a defend for me. Ah, oh, this is where shit goes wrong. Um. <laughs> so that's a nine. I'll take it! I think I am going to help by uh, uh, fictionally putting myself in a position to do something later by grabbing whatever table is holding, like, water backstage and just running out on stage to hold people off from getting to the shield in the first place. So it doesn't have to be as strong. So yeah, you make it out front, knocking over. I think it's like water, but it's also like our stage manager's like binder and like the notes for everyone backstage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the stage manager's up in the booth, but like has like a like document backstage for anyone to like, you know, look at. And that bumps it up to a 10. So, uh, Tula, on a 10, on a defend, uh, you're going to choose one from the list. So, add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. With how rad that was, if you want to take influence just over the whole band, I'll say you can have that. That, I want that, all of that, so much of that. (laughs) Rad. So, there's a couple other members of Spectrum we haven't named, but they don't matter. Um, So, you have influence over Iris, Magenta, and Plum. Uh, and Iris immediately, like, reaches down, pulls open the trap door, and starts going down. Tiffany, as Faye opens up the trap door, uh, you're right at the bottom of that. Do you want to do anything? 
Oh, yeah, I was 100% gonna fly up out of there. So Iris opens it up, and you fly out. What does it look like as you enter onto the stage? Um, so Iris opens up the trap door, um, and I think, like, as Faye is about to get in, like, Lady Rosewing comes flying out, like, very quickly. And I feel like for drama's sake, this has to be, like, catching Iris, like, bridal style. And, like, all of the lights are, like, shining, like, directly on here. And it's just, like, this stunning moment of just, like, ha ha, tis I. Yeah, you've got Iris up in the air. Would you, um, would you count that as a flamboyant display of my powers? I very much would. Cool. So it sounds like you're triggering time for the show? Yep. Uh, when you put on a flamboyant display of your powers, roll plus superior. That's a nine. On a seven to nine, name one NPC present. Uh, the named NPCs must either volunteer help or information, express admiration, or ask for your help. Um, Iris is present. <laughs> you see a look in Iris's eyes that you haven't seen since your really nasty and public breakup. It's like a combination of like affection and love. And also like, you know that Iris always thought it was like really hot when you were, you know, superheroing. And there's a lot of that there as well. Hell yeah. Of just like, wow, I just got saved by this really cute girl who like I once loved, but also holy shit, that was hot. Go ahead and take influence over Iris. Hell yeah. Damn. And Tiger, you're also backstage. What do you want to do here? Tiger is very worried about the trap doors <laughs> since we were assigned to guard them. I was wondering, is there a way to like have them split their consciousness to keep watching the doors telepathically while they join the fray? That sounds like something you have never done before. So go ahead and roll to uh, unleash your powers. Sounds good. A nine. Uh, on a seven and nine, it can either be unstable or temporary, or you can mark a condition. You know what? Let's mark a condition just because I'm worried about them. Let's go with uh, hopeless for right now. And we see a panel of like how your brain is working right now. And through your eyes, we can see like the stage and what you're doing. And it's almost like you have a heads up display in front of you. Where you can also see like the trap door and like what's going on with it. And as Tiger enters the stage, I think it's time for you all to enter battle against a dangerous foe as a team. So who is your leader right now? I mean, Flyby in the sky right now. That's who, that's who I would think. Yeah, Flyby does appear to be calling the shots. It's either her or uh, or Tiffany for the drama of it all. Yeah, that's how I, I feel. Flyby. Flyby, yeah. Tiffany's head sure. is all over the place. Uh, flyby, do you have influence over all of your teammates? Why do I feel like Rin is going to fuck this up for us? I think it's actually Prince Butterfly. It is. Yeah, I think he took away influence last session. And so let's start with Flyby. What is your purpose in this fight? Stop the tuxedo commandos. Perfect. And because I think this is going to be the determining factor here, I'm going to jump right over to Tiffany. What is your purpose in this fight? <laughs> Keeping... Spectrum safe, but specifically Iris. I actually think that's close enough. Uh, let's go to Max. Uh, protect people. Okay. Uh, Tiger? Protecting Spectrum and the crowd. Tikanja Red? Protecting everyone in the immediate vicinity. And Sheva? Protecting people. I was not expecting you all to have the same purpose there. <laughs> I am astonished. Wow. I really thought Lady Rosewick was going to be like, I want to be hot. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> 
that's like always a goal, but like that's like just a general goal, not the goal in the fight. <laughs> Does any member mistrust the leader or the team? Uh, they're all heroing right now, so no. Perfect. Yeah, but I did give you that awkward hug. You sure did. During Pride Month? Oh, no. It's, right, it's, uh, it's now ca- canonically June in Moon Harbor as well. <laughs> Thanks. It's a summertime concert. And last but not least, uh, is your team ill-prepared or off-balance? Absolutely not. We knew this was coming. No, no. Yeah. All right, so that puts you all at three team here. Flyby, you just told everybody what was happening. Now there's a big shield across the front of the stage. Max is in front of the stage with a table holding people back. Uh, Tiffany and Lady Rosewing and Tiger are on stage. And Takanja Red just got decked and is in a heap right now. So Flyby, what do you want to do? What do I know about the Tuxedo Commandos? They are mercenaries. They are soldiers for hire who will work for whoever the highest bidder is. Can we offer them enough money to switch sides? I mean, I mean, do you have money? Oh, no. Mine's all mostly in a trust fund until I turn 21. Do I know anything about their armor? Flyby, go ahead and roll. Assess the situation. That's a nine. Yeah, what here can I use to disable their armor? So the Tuxedo Commandos are very much tech-based. They're not super pow- They're not super-powered people. Their armor is very much designed to, like, pop on and pop off very quickly. So, you know, should situations get dire enough, they can escape. Based on what you all saw when you all went to the fairy tale land, you know that that bow tie on their chest is actually a button that, like, releases the helmet to, like, fall off and starts the process to take the armor off. Like, you have to press that to unlock the armor and then, like, you have to take it off manually, but, like, that at least starts the depowering process. I think as I, as soon as I do, like, a quick scan and I notice the button, I am immediately saying over the radio, if you press their bow ties, their armor will start to disassemble. If they get too close, go for the bow tie. I'm going to fly my way towards the stage, so I'm now, I don't have their backs to me anymore, and I can see them head on. To Kanja Red, you were just knocked over, but you've got a sec to get back up. And you just heard over comms what Flyby said. There are still a bunch of them around you. And also so many screaming civilians. I called my Taka cycle. So now it's, it's like, it's getting onto the beach and it like changes tires. So now it has beach treads. And uh, I am going to grab one of the handles, swing on it, like just with as little effort as possible. And my dragon defender turns into a lance. And you're trying to, like, joust these people, essentially? Yep! <laughs> Go ahead and roll to directly engage a threat. Yeah, okay. Oh no, that's another three! You successfully lance one of them and, like, hit it in the bow tie, and the armor starts depowering. And then you look over at the back of the crowd. The tuxedo commandos were clearly paying attention earlier, because one of them just grabbed Emily and is holding her, like, aloft, and very clearly being like, stop fighting, or I will hurt her. Oh no. And she looks very scared. Uh, Rin, can you take a powerful blow for me? Oh, man! (laughs) Oh, come on! Nice! (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) 
Uh, that is a 12 uh, for the audience, and uh, I suck today. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take an interesting choice over here. Um, I'm removing myself from the situation. I think I since I was the closest one to everybody, like everybody surrounded me and just beat the hell out of me. Can they kidnap me? Also, like with Emily. This crowd is so hectic and so wild, and I think to <laughs> kidnap you, I think someone's gonna grab the lance from you and take your mythic brace. What? Like, <gasps> wait. So then I depower then. Yep, and that's how they can grab you and kidnap you. Oh, and I'm just, like, passed out? Yeah, I think, like, I don't even think you're passed out. I think you're, like, you're fighting, they grab the lance, you depower, and one of them's like, hell yeah, and grabs you and just drags you away, because you're just a person now. So, um, so just to let you know, so the Mythic Brace is not, like, the Dragon Defender. The Dragon Defender's the weapon, but the Mythic Brace is on my, is on my wrist, so they took, they took the, the wrist brace, right? Yeah, so let's oh! say- I'm going to say you throw a punch at one of them mm-hmm. and they grab you by the wrist to like stop it. And when you pull back, it pulls the mythic brace off and you depower. Okay. Can I still get like head butted knocked out? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, they knock you out and fly by. You see them dragging the now unconscious Rin and Emily just like dragging them off the beach. Yeah, I'm I'm diving towards that. I'm I saw that happen. I'm diving towards it. Flyby, go ahead and roll to defend for me. That was a seven. <laughs> All right. So on a uh, hit, you're gonna keep them safe and choose one from that list. I'm gonna clear a condition. And are you exposing yourself to danger or escalating the situation? I'm exposing myself to danger. I just, how many tuxedos are there and however many they are, I just dove in. Just like not thinking, just dove. Are you going to go grab the people and like drag Rin and Emily out of there? Or are you going to like start fighting them off? What does that look like? I think the plan is that she's going to dive there and she's going to try to hit the buttons as she's diving for the two of them. But if she misses, she's not going to go back and try to hit it again. Her main aim is to get to her friends. Uh, But if she can nail a button or two on the way in, that'll be ideal. You get to your friends and are pressing some buttons. And as you're like getting them out of the hands of these tuxedo commandos and like starting to pull them away... Uh, One Tuxedo Commando reaches a, like, gauntleted hand for you and catches you by the leg and just sends this, like, electric shock up your body. Can you take a powerful blow for me? Sure. Hey, look, it's a seven again. At least I'm consistent. (laughs) So do you want to lash out verbally? There's not really a teammate near you to provoke to foolhardy action. But you do have comms. Um, Give ground or struggle past the pain. And mark two conditions. You can yell at unconscious Rin. Um, I'm going to give ground. I just got electrocuted. You get Rin and Emily out of there. I don't think you realized that the mythic brace wasn't on Rin's wrist. 100% I did not know that. I just thought he passed out. So, you know, that's not there anymore. Hey, uh, Rin, what happens if someone else wears the mythic brace? I assume nothing because you're the Tikanjar and they're not, but I just wanted yeah, to check. So nothing happens, but it still doesn't mean that they can't like make copies or study the the magic tech and all that. 
The Tuxedo Commandos get, like, knocked aside. You get your two friends out of there, fly by, and everything seems fine. Another day saved. Um, I would like to try something when, when we get to it. Uh, yeah, we're actually going to cut back to the stage now. Uh, so I think first things first, I actually want to see what Prince Butterfly is doing. Because you were just, you know, doing your typical table combat. So what does it look like as you're uh, continuing this fight here? Uh, I think it looks like me swinging a table around wildly, uh, just trying to bash the people in heavy armor, because I don't need to worry about their safety. They're wearing armor. Go ahead and roll to directly engage some threats. Uh, actually, I think this is uh, aggressively defending a large group or area. I will take that. Go ahead and roll to aggressively defend. Yeah. Ow. You're doing the thing. You're knocking them aside and smacking them, just sending them flying. And it is aggressive. It is violent. They are getting hurt. The crowd that was there that's like running was super impressed by Lady Rosewing's like show of, you know, flashiness. And they start getting really scared seeing how like horrifying you're being here. And, like, they, uh, they start trusting Rosewing significantly less. Rosewing had a pretty big following. We get a panel of, like, Rosewing's Instagram as the follower numbers just start dropping. <gasps> wow, okay, Tess. Lady Rosewing, you're up in the air, and you can literally see as, like, the people who were on the sides and protected from the Tuxedo Commandos go from admiration to, like, horror. Cool, so this is getting messy. Um, So, Flyby just let us know that if you uh, punch their bow ties, that'll start, like, taking their armor off. Um, I figured that I'm uh, a lot, uh, I'm a lot faster than going down the ladder. Um, is there somewhere you want me to drop, drop you off before I uh, dive back in and go get everybody else? Iris looks around and there's a catwalk up above and just like points to the catwalk. Cool. I will swoop in and uh, drop Faye off there and go to get like the rest of the band. Before you leave, Faye's going to like catch your wrist and like pull you back to look at, like to look you in the eyes. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. And there's definitely a moment where it's like, are they going to kiss? Are they not going to kiss? Uh, so Tiffany... Are they going to kiss or are they not going to kiss? <laughs> Lady Rosewing like leans in like really close and then just gets the shit eating grin on her face and flies back down to go get Magenta. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Iris takes a powerful blow. <laughs> and yeah, you grab Magenta. I assume you grab the rest of the band members as well. But Magenta first. <laughs> of course. And Magenta definitely saw that. And, Good. like, as you grab them, like, there's no appreciation in their eyes. There's just, like, I wouldn't even call it fury. It's just, like, they are so goddamn done. Uh, and Lady Rosewing, you're hopping back and forth. So we're going to cut over to Sheva. Hey, Sheva, what's going on? Hi. So I have an idea which may be super dope or may destroy the world. Um... <laughs> So, Love you know, this already. <laughs> you know how at a concert, there's like the lights on the stage, which is what I use to make the shield. 
But then there's always lights and like above the audience on the bar things so that it looks like a cool party. Mm-hmm. So I would like to weaponize those to try and hit the bow ties of the tuxedo people. I think you absolutely can do that. Go ahead and roll to... That's going to be directly engage a threat. <laughs> I rolled a 12. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so you're going to choose two from that list. You're going to resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, suppress, or frighten the opposition. Uh, I would like to try and take something from them. <laughs> their armor. I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies because I disarm, arm, disarmored. Very notably, you did not choose to resist or avoid their blows. Yeah, I know. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, so while you are on the stage, are you like on like a hard light, like hologram that you're like standing on floating in the air? Or are you like, where are you right now? I picture myself still backstage. Like I've stepped out on the stage probably, but right near the wing still. And then don't forget, I've got the shield. <laughs> Perfect. And you've got these blasts of light just hitting a bunch of them in these bow ties. Their armor is starting to, like, depower and, like, come off, basically. It really just, like, releases all of it, so it's just, like, hanging on them. Sheva, as you're blasting them, your powers change. Ah, I knew you were going to do that to me. (laughs) And for the moment, you don't have any powers. That means I lost the shield, too. (laughs) The shield is down. Look. Don't worry about it. We've got Max on defending duty. Everything's fine. Also, Tiger's there. I was about to say, speaking of defending, uh, Tiger, you've got your eye on the trapdoor. And uh, now there's a bunch of people in the crowd who are losing armor. What do you want to do? I don't think I've noticed the Rin situation or Emily, but I think I do notice Sheva's powers disappearing since I'm near her. Then I'm going to try and boop a bunch of bow ties with <laughs> telekinesis. Just poke them. <laughs> Perfect. Go ahead and uh, roll to directly engage. See, I think seeing uh, Prince Butterfly hurting them, I'm going to try my best not to hurt them. And I get a six. <laughs> Since I have been doing at least weapon training, I will grab... Um, fuck. I'm going to grab a guitar. Important question. Electric or acoustic? Is there more than one on stage? We're going to see there's one of each on stage. Or there's one in the wings and one on stage. Uh, I'm going to grab the one on stage. Perfect. That was an electric guitar then. Kay. Tiger is telekinetically booping some uh, bow ties. Are you like hitting the people to, you know, distract them or just like making a scene? How are you uh, adding that team to the pool? I'm going to make a scene. So I'm going to, because it's still plugged in. So I'm just going to wail on it, but I don't know how to play guitar. So it's going to be really bad. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like like grinding metal for a moment. Because I think it, like you probably like, stepped on the wire and partially unplugged it. <laughs> uh, and like it draws attention of a bunch of these like tuxedo commandos. Because they're like, what fresh hell is this that's about to hit us? Uh, and Tiger, go ahead and choose one from that directly engaged list. So what happened? Uh, this is just mean. What happens if I am press surprise or frighten the opposition? Do I get a follower count now? Tiffany, did you make Instagram pages for all your teammates? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I would like to uh, impress surprise or frighten the opposition. 
Can I make a suggestion of what that panel looks like? Yes, absolutely. That sound wave is so strong that it literally like makes your hair fly in the wind. So like you're standing in the middle of the stage, just like telekinetically blasting, um, and your hair is just like flying in the wind. The lights are hitting you, and it is just fucking majestic. Yes, and yeah, so I think for the drama, we'll uh, we'll increase Tiger's follower count on Instagram. Jinstagram. You also did not choose to resist or avoid their blows, though. Sure didn't. Your attention has been kind of split between, like, trapdoor and also, like, the audience. You were kind of there to defend and protect, and you don't notice that a swarm has come in from the wings, and they grab Tula and just bring her down into the trapdoor. Fuck. I think, like, they clap a hand over Tula's mouth, like, so she can't scream, and they just, like, start taking her away. And I don't notice that. And you don't notice it. Oh, fun. Would Lady Rosewing notice? That was about to be my question. Lady Rosewing, do you think you notice? Yeah. I I mean, it sounds like I just got done with, like, getting Spectrum all up to the catwalks. Rad. Uh, Go ahead and, uh, what are you going to do there? Dive down and try to grab uh, Shiva. Excellent. Go ahead and roll to, uh, I think, defend there. Sweet. That's a nine. I'm going to clear condition. I'm going to clear guilty. And then uh, are you going to expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation? Expose myself to danger. Like, I am diving right into this. You grab Sheva and you get her out. It is hectic. It's not so much that you're, like, getting one single blow that, like, hurts, but, like, It's just kicks and punches and, like, people grabbing your hair and at your wings. And, like, it's just a barrage of attacks that are really hard to avoid. Uh, Can you go ahead and take a powerful blow for me? Sure. God damn it, that's a 10. (laughs) All right, on a 10 plus, choose one from that list. Um, Okay, I'm going to struggle past the pain. Um, I'm going to mark be afraid and angry. And then... I'm going to look over at Prince Butterfly. Can you focus on the ones, like, attacking us? Yeah, to get to the stage, he's going to have to turn away from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's still a bunch behind him. Go ahead and roll to provoke for me. Let's see how this roll goes to see how snarky I'm going to be. I did just get a 10, though, so you do get the carrot and the stick. Yeah. So, uh, add a team to the pool. Uh, if you do it, if you don't, uh, you'll mark a condition. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought the, what is it, three of you could handle yourselves? Fine, I'll come take care of you two. And I grab <sighs> one one tuxedo guy and throw him into another and start running that way. As you're going, you do feel one of them catch a hand on your shoulder and just another blast of electric courses through your body. Uh, go ahead and roll take a powerful blow for me. Also, uh, I think I said that through our comms. Uh, and that was specifically expending my influence over Flyby to give her a condition. Flyby, Prince Butterfly just burned influence on you to make you, like, you know, feel shitty. I mean, guilty makes a lot of sense. Prince Butterfly, go ahead and roll that powerful blow for me. All right. That's going to be a 13. Yeah, Tess, fuck me up. I lose control of myself from my powers in a terrible way. Any idea what that looks like? I'm kind of at a, a loss here. Okay, context for the listener. I very recently learned about uh, one of the inspiration for this character, Connor Kent Superboy. Uh, His original power 
was not the powers of Superman. It was a thing called tactile telekinesis, which allowed him to use telekinesis on basically anything he was touching, including himself. And he used that to emulate the powers of Superman. And I think I, I want Max's powers to go in that direction as he matures. So I think it would be very interesting if his powers started wigging out and he started, like, uncontrollably telekinesizing everything he was touching. As you go to, like, climb onto this stage, you put your hands on it, and the stage just collapses under your touch. Like, put a hand on, and it's as if, like, a thousand pound weight just pushed down on it, and it just collapses. And you go and, like, wheel around to stop the person from electrocuting you, and they just go flying through the air. Like, knocked across the auditorium. Oh, no, 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 I didn't mean to do that. Oh, no, 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 no. And as you're, like, reeling to, like, stop things, everything you touch just starts breaking. The stage is collapsing. The supports under the stage are collapsing. And as you're doing it, the stage floor just drops. The whole crowd of Tuxedo Commandos and Tiger and Sheva and Lady Rosewing just drop a floor into the dressing room. Is there a way I can catch everyone? Insecure takes a minus two to stand in defense, so you can still clear a condition. Yeah, I'll clear, I'll clear, uh, I'll clear Hopeless. What does it look like as you catch them? Uh, I think there's just a, a wave of a shimmer of energy underneath the Mala's tiger, like sort of raises both hands above the their head and keeps everyone from falling, just floats them down to the ground, not levitates them, but just like gently lowers everyone gently rather than all falling, uh, including the tuxedo commandos if possible. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, you all land on the rubble lightly. It's still like sharp wood, but like you're not falling onto it. And then do you want to expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation? Uh, I mean, expose self to danger, especially because uh, Prince Butterfly is the one causing all of this right now. Yeah, I think uh, as you like float back down to the ground, someone hits Prince Butterfly in like the back. His hand hits you and you just go slamming into like a support beam for like a like sound uh, stand. Do I need to take a powerful blow? Uh, yes, please. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hang on. I am going to burn another influence. You can give them minus two on a move they just made after the roll. Yeah, you're going to hurt them by burning that influence. So what do you mm -hmm. say to burn that influence? Or what do you do to burn that influence? I think it's not hurting them. It's maybe making them see me as less because it's my influence over them. That like them seeing me out of control, uh, but being the one who can help things. That booms it down to a nine. So uh, on a seven to nine, you're going to choose one from that list. Yeah, I think I will take advantage of my influence to inflict a condition. I think I'll, uh, is that on myself or on? On me. On you, yeah. Can I give you the guilty condition? Uh, I already have that one. Ooh, which ones don't you have? Uh, afraid, hopeless, and insecure. Let's give you insecure. Hell yeah, just got rid of that one. Yay! And what does that look like as you, like, slam into this, like, sound stand? I think you, like, send, like, some amps going, like, tumbling. Yeah, and I think it's as, you know, Tiger is sort of flailing about to get back up, the, the look on their face over at uh, Prince Butterfly, whom they've had a very good overall relationship with, 
I think there's one of those like unreadable, maybe disappointed, maybe like easy to project upon faces where it is a mix of like, who are you? What have you done? And I think uh, being a telekinetic on top of it or a telepath, that sort of emotion also like radiates outwards a little bit. As that like resolves there, we're going to cut over to Flyby. Flyby, you have an unconscious Rin and uh, screaming Emily and like a group of tuxedo commandos, though not a terribly large group of them. What do you want to do? If I can, I want to get them out of this situation as quickly as possible. Um, So I don't, I'm probably going to have to roll to unleash my powers to do this, but I kind of want to put a, an arm like, like, <laughs> you know, when um, I'm trying to like, I'm, like, I'm trying to describe this. So like Lucy is going to start facing, like oh, walking away from the amphitheater, whatever this is, like towards like a sand dune or something. And she's got one arm. It's going to go around Emily's like torso, like underneath her arms. And they've got another arm that goes around Rin's torso and underneath his arms. And she's going to try to do her best to run, fly, like move in the opposite direction because she's got a civilian and she's got an unconscious friend who need to get out of here now. Actually, I think it's going to be defend again. That'll be plus save here, which I imagine is pretty high for you. It is. It's locked and it's a 12. Choose one for that list. Add a team to the pool to influence over someone you protect or clear a condition. Gotta clear guilty again. I, you know how I am about conditions. <laughs> you get your teammate out, teammates out of there. Or well, your one teammate and Emily and get them defended. And as you come back over this sand dune, you all, all of you collectively, except for, you know, Rin, who's unconscious, see... The tuxedo commandos, including the ones who were like holding their armor in their hands, like trying to put it back on after you de-armored them, disintegrate into just light and teleport out of there. And as quickly as they arrived, they are gone. Lady Rosewing, you're probably the first to notice this. Iris is still there. The rest of Spectrum is gone. Don't like that. We see the wreckage of this theater, this outdoor stage venue. Like, the stage collapsed into the dressing room. The lights have been, like, knocked down. Amps have been knocked down. All the people who were there left their stuff and it's been trampled. It is just destroyed. And we're going to turn the page from there. And we see the Tuxedo Commandos, the whole crowd of them, rematerializing somewhere kind of nondescript, like a warehouse or something. Brandy and Brandon Moore are standing there and they're like, nice job. That was actually pretty impressive. A little messier than we would have liked, but okay. And Brandy walks over and like grabs Plum from one of the tuxedo commandos and looks her in the eyes and then goes... Did you get what you wanted? And Plum looks over at an unconscious magenta and goes, I mean, it's a start. And with that, our issue's going to come to an end. Thank you for listening to Moon Harbor Heroes. This issue was GM'd by Tess Huth, she, her, who can be found on Twitter at Tessatrix. Flyby was played by Jane Berry. 
Jane Sheher can be found on Twitter at Jane minus Tarzian. Lady Rosewing was played by Elliot Peterson. Elliot, she, her, or they, them can be found on Twitter at Elliot Yulen. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N. Prince Butterfly was played by Crumpet. Crumpet, any pronouns, can be found on Twitter at The Crumpet. That's T-H-E-C-R-U-M-P-I-T. Shava was played by Alex Catherine. Alex, she, her, can be found on Twitter at Alexy Galaxy. That's A-L-I-X-G-A-L-I-X-Y. Takanja Red was played by JPG. JPG, he, him, can be found on Twitter at SpeakerJPG. That's the letters J-P-G. Tiger was played by John John Johnson. John John, they, them, or he, him, can be found on Twitter at Burn John John Burn. That's B U R N J O N J O N B U R N. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Tess Huth, Icy Sheets, Elliot Peterson, and Crumpet, and edited by Tess Huth. The music in this issue was written by Tess Huth. Moon Harbor Heroes is traditionally played using Masks, A New Generation, written by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. And thank you for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.